Hello, and welcome to Eyes on Success, a weekly program of information on the ever-changing world of accessibility. Now here are the hosts of this program, Nancy Goodman Torpy and Peter Torpy. Hello, I'm Nancy. And I'm Pete. Well, Back by Popular Demand is another show of tips and tricks. Our listeners seem to have enjoyed these through the years, so we've been soliciting tips and tricks from lots of people and put another show together for you. And we will have tips ranging all the way from totally non-technical tips for daily living to highly technical tips about dealing with your Windows and iOS systems, how to get help on accessibility directly from the major developers, and tips about obtaining and listening to reading material. Well, even in this Tips and Tricks show, we are starting with a tip of the week. This week's tip is you can now use your smart home device to play Eyes on Success. And here's an example of how you can do that. It's pretty simple. Just say something like, Alexa, play Eyes on Success podcast. Getting the latest episode of Eyes on Success. Here it is from TuneIn. Hello, and welcome to Eyes on Success, a weekly program of information on the ever-changing world of accessibility. Alexa. Skip ahead 10 minutes. Sensitive to how to interact with people with another disability. I mean, Pete's been blind all his life, and we've been together for 35 years. And that's how you skip ahead in a show. And if you want to go backwards or forward an episode, you can do something like, Alexa, play the next episode. Hello, and welcome to Eyes on Success, a weekly program of information on the ever-changing world of accessibility. And there you go. It's that easy. So give it a shot and let us know what you think. So that's great. You can use your new smart home device to listen to us, but that's not the only way you can have fun with your smart home devices. Oh, she is a lot of fun. Alexa, tell me a math joke. There's a fine line between a numerator and a denominator. Alexa, tell me another math joke. Did you hear about the circle that graduated from college? It got 360 degrees. Well, some of her jokes are better than others, but she also has other jokes. Alexa, tell me a lawyer joke. How does a banana get out of jail? He wins on appeal. Something good to share with your friends at parties. And in addition to what anybody else might use their smart home device for, for a blind person, it turns out to be especially handy. So... Pete is forever asking Alexa, what's the weather? What time is it? What's the stock market doing? We have indoor-outdoor thermometers all over the house. Some of them even talk, but it's easier, especially if you're blind, to just ask the device. Support for Eyes on Success is provided by... Envision AI, an iOS app that processes text and images and converts them to useful audio output to help visually impaired people. It can read things like restaurant menus in multiple languages and recognize personal belongings such as wallets or keys. More information and trial available at letsenvision.com. Let's start with some tips about obtaining and listening to reading material. 
Many of our listeners have been enjoying audiobooks for a really long time because it's a great way of reading whether or not you have vision issues. But you may or may not know about a magazine called Audiophile, which is in its original format a print magazine about audiobooks that appears every two months and provides selected news and reviews of recent releases of audiobooks. But it's also available in audio as a podcast. It is read in a half-hour segment every week by Sandy Henschel, who also distributes it through our old home radio reading service, WXXI Reach Out Radio. And we will have a link to that podcast in our show notes for this show. And it's a great way of finding out about new reading material and getting a quick review of whether or not you'll like it before actually committing to reading a book. And if you want to look up the Audiophile magazine directly, their website is www.audiophilemagazine.com. And as a play on words, they spell it A-U-D-I-O-F-I-L-E, M-A-G-A-Z-I-N-E, all one word. Now, just to remind our listeners, we'll be giving lots of contact information and URLs in the audio portion of the show. But if you missed that and aren't writing it down as you listen, we'll have all that available in the show notes associated with this episode on our website. So what else do you have there? We have Choice Magazine Listening, which is a different kind of magazine that contains interesting reading material. And this was suggested as a tip from a listener of ours named Tony in Maryland. I actually used to listen to this years ago when it was still on cassette tapes. And what they do is they collect magazine articles from popular magazines, just an assortment of articles, and put them in each of their issues. So you get a nice way of getting a good cross-section of articles from various sources all in one place. And besides being able to find them through BARD, you can also find them at their own website, which is www.choicemagazinelistening.org. And we still have more. Another listener named Nat Armeni contacted us and suggested that other listeners might be interested in hearing about the Blind Perspective newsletter, and he's part of their administrative team. And I came across this recently when he sent us a note and looked at this magazine on their website, and it's great. It's dedicated particularly to the blind, but it has a cross-section of articles, some about gardening, some about reading. There's always a couple of puzzles of the month, some book reviews, and just a good cross-section of articles. They're pretty quick and concise. You don't have to read them all, and they'll send you a newsletter each time a new issue comes out if you like, or you can just keep checking on their website. And their website is www.theblindperspective, all one word, dot com. But if you want to subscribe to their newsletter, you can contact them at info at theblindperspective.com. And then you'll get notified every time a new newsletter is issued. And Nancy mentioned BARD briefly. I assume many of our listeners already know about the free services from the National Library Service. BARD, you can download books or have them sent to you in digital audio formats. 
and in Braille. And then there's also Bookshare, which is another great resource for downloading books onto your iPhone or other reading device to hear it in text-to-speech. So there's a variety of resources out there, and, you know, check them out. And another resource is you can go to our website at www.eyesonsuccess.net, and you can use our handy search tool and put in a word like reading, and you'll find lots of shows we've done about BARD and Bookshare and all sorts of other resources. You are listening to Eyes on Success. 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 This week's focus topic is more technically oriented tips, including tips about dealing with Windows and iOS, as well as how to get help on accessibility directly from the major developers. We'll start with some Windows tips. This first one came from Jerry Berrier, who's been a guest on Eyes on Success previously. His day job is working at the Perkins School But the episode that he appeared on our show is about a joint project he's been doing with Lucy Gertz of the Mass Audubon Society about accessible trails and blind birding. So here's Jerry. I'd like to give a tip that I just relearned recently. I knew it at one time and had forgotten it and forgotten how useful it can be at times. If you're ever in a situation where you think you have some windows open on your computers and either they're hidden and not uh, available to you by doing Alt-Tab to move through the windows, you can do a JAWS key and the F10. So if you hold the, the zero down on the number pad, which is typically the JAWS key, and press F10, that will bring up a list of all of your running windows, whether they happen to be visible at the moment or not. And that can be very helpful in a lot of situations. Now, the great part about that is sometimes a window will pop up. Usually JAWS will give focus to any new windows that pop up, but sometimes that doesn't happen. And that window may be obscuring the contents of some other application. And you wonder, boy, this seems just not to be reading quite right. What's wrong here? I'm missing some text and things seem a little garbled. So if you check that out, you may find that there's a window that popped open while you weren't looking or listening, and you can close that and return your system back to normal. So that's one keyboard hotkey combination that's really handy. Greg Green, another listener, sent us a tip that there are keyboard shortcuts in Windows applications for all sorts of stuff. Now, he actually sent us a file with a long list of keyboard hotkeys that you can use in Word, but it turns out you can get the latest list very easily by using another keyboard hotkey. So we were going to post his document on our website and put a link to it, But in the process of working with this, I figured out that um, when you're in an application like Word 2016, you can hit the F1 key and a search field will come up. If you type in keyboard and hit enter, you get some search results, one of which will be keyboard shortcuts. And if you click on that link, you'll be brought to a page of all the keyboard shortcuts for Word. 
And in addition, there's also a link at the top of each of these Microsoft help pages that says, would you like to download this document in a Word document format? So you can save it on your computer and read it on your other devices easily. And the same thing works if you're in Outlook. If you hit the F1 key, help will come up with a search field. You type keyboard into the search field and hit enter. You'll be brought to a list of all the hotkeys that you can use in Outlook, as well as a link to download that information in a Word document format to save it to your computer. And you can try that with Excel and many of the other Microsoft products. In addition, you know, lots of other programs have keyboard help in their documentation. Most programs, if you hit Alt-H to go to the help pull-down menu and arrow down there, you can go to their documentation. And if you look in their documentation, there's often a section that deals with keyboard shortcuts. And that can be very useful in many programs. So look for that. Well, if you're listening to this show, you'll know it's in audio only, but not infrequently, we find a YouTube video and we want to include a piece of that into the show. Well, the video part of the video isn't going to do anybody any good because this show is audio only. So we need to extract the audio from the video. Well, it turns out we're not the only ones who ever want to do that. And Ted Henter sent us a tip about how you can do just that. So Ted suggested using a website called www.onlinevideoconverter.com slash video hyphen converter. And if you paste the URL from a YouTube video or any other video source into that web page, then you'll be able to easily convert the video into audio only. And they've got an FAQ or frequently asked questions page on what formats, features, and sources are supported. And so this is a piece of cake to use. And that's a great way of transferring some of this audio from YouTube on your computer to some of your portable reading devices. You can download those MP3s directly to your computer and then transfer them any place you want. Now, Ted likes to use this web service that means you don't have to install any third-party program on your computer, so that's nice and handy. I've been using a similar system for a while with a program that you do load on your computer called Song R. And essentially, it works the same way. You install this on your computer, and when you run it, you're presented with an edit field into which you can copy the URL from YouTube, and you can download an MP3 file or a video from YouTube that way to your computer and then do what you want with it. So there are several choices there. And I'll put a link in the show notes to where you can download Song R from. And... Ted has been on Eyes on Success several times, usually talking about JAWS, which he developed, and his experiences developing JAWS, but also talking about conditions for the blind in Panama, where he is originally from and still lives part of the year. Those were some fun and interesting shows. So you can do a search for that and find some of those episodes and listen to them if you like. 
The next tip comes from Robert Shelton, and he's been on the show before talking about some of the work that he does as a scientist at NASA. But his tip was to use the reader feature in your choice of Firefox and Safari, and that can make it much easier to read complicated web pages. And I use that all the time, particularly on my iPhone. There's a little button in Safari on my iPhone in the upper left-hand corner that says Reader. And if you tap on that, it just strips away a lot of the garbage that, you know, is hard to skip when you're just listening with a speech synthesizer. And it makes it a lot more pleasant to read some of these articles and websites. So here's a quote from the Mozilla Firefox support page. Reader View is a Firefox feature that strips away clutter like buttons, ads, and background images, and changes the page's text size, contrast, and layout. And that's great, again, if you're using a screen reader. Visually, it's pretty easy to skip over some of that stuff, but with a screen reader, you don't want all that garbage being read back to you all the time. So give that a shot. You may not have seen that button at the top of your browser. And now we have some tips for your iOS devices. We like to travel. We like to take pictures of nice places we've been. And if only the sighted one took all the pictures, then only Pete would be in any of the pictures. But sometimes it's nice to have a picture of me just to know who else was on the trip. So, Pete, how do you do that? Well, I am not the best photographer in the world, but we worked out this system whereby I turned the screen towards Nancy and use the back-facing camera on my phone. So as I'm pointing the phone at her in front of some scenery, she can be viewing the screen and say, turn a little to the left, a little up, I'm not in the center, get closer, blah, blah, blah. And that way she can sort of compose the picture while I'm aiming. So she can actually be in some of our vacation pictures. And I can walk around so that I'm in front of the camera because sometimes a little to the left doesn't quite do the trick. You do have to make sure you know the difference between the front-facing and rear-facing camera, which is never really clear to me which one is front-facing because, you know, the screen is facing me, but I'm taking the picture facing front. And Last time I tried that with a video, it turned out I took a picture of my face while I was doing the video. That didn't come out so good. So a little experimentation sometimes helps. And the other thing that Pete's learned is that it's not so easy for him to find the little spot on the face of the display that a sighted person would tap to take a picture. So instead of doing that, how do you use a physical button to take a picture? Well, on the iPhone, you can hit the volume up or down button as if you're just pressing the button on a camera, and that will snap the picture for you. One of the things I don't like about trying to find the button to do a double tap on is once you do that double tap, you sometimes jostle the phone a little bit, and so then you don't know exactly where you're pointing or the phone may have moved while you're taking the picture. So there's a lot more reliable way of doing that. Another way that you could do it is to do the split finger tap, whereby you put your finger on the take a picture button and then you touch the phone surface with a second finger and that will do the same thing as a double tap. So besides using the telephone to take pictures, 
We also got a tip from listener Jordan Starr about how you can stop voiceover speech if you don't want to hear the rest of what it wants to tell you. Now, many people may already know this, but if you don't, it can be real handy to stop speech on your phone sometimes. And what you do is simply place two fingers on the surface of the screen and just tap it once or just touch it and speech will immediately stop. Similarly, on a computer, most screen readers, if they're reading a whole web page and you don't want to hear the whole thing, you just hit the control key and that doesn't take any action to activate any buttons or anything, but it will stop speech. And in a related gesture on the iPhone or other iOS devices, when you're not using voiceover, sometimes the phone will still speak what you type. And we were perplexed by this for a while because every time Pete would hand me his phone and I would type something in on the screen, it would echo back every character. And that was um, not a desired feature. And that was even after I turned off voiceover. So this was a setting that was really independent of voiceover. And how do you undo that feature? I honestly don't remember, but you have it written down there, don't you? Well, yes, but you wrote it down, so I figured you knew. <laughs> so in order to undo that feature, you go to Settings, General, Accessibility, Speech. You've probably been that deep before several times if you're using VoiceOver at all. And then you go to Typing Feedback, and you can toggle on or off Characters, character hints, and speak words. And depending on which of these you want it to speak, you just toggle it on or off and hopefully leave it the way you want it to be. Now you know why I couldn't remember where that setting was. But this is independent of voiceover, so it took us a while to figure out what was going on there when Nancy was typing into my phone and hearing what she typed. Well, I assume we have more tips? Those were some specific tips about things you can do in Windows and iOS. But, you know, you may have other issues with accessibility in Microsoft products, Apple products, or Google products. And each of them has their own variety of accessibility help that's available. And we will put all of those web addresses in the show notes for this show. But... It's nice to know that they have dedicated disability support teams. So check out the show notes for more information on how to contact those companies with questions about accessibility, and they offer pretty good support. I've tried it on many occasions. They give good feedback. Now for this week's final item, some non-technical tips for daily living and how you can join the conversation about these tips and tricks. The first item was submitted by a listener, Terry Hedgepeth, and she was suggesting a really clever way of brailing up large quantities of items if you don't want to have a sighted assistant hovering over your shoulder while you're actually creating all the braille. 
And she suggested that you can either get a sighted assistant to come stand near you, or you can use an app like Be My Eyes. And so step one is you walk up to this large collection of items that you want to braille, and you have your sighted assistant tell you you have three cans of peas, a box of crackers, whatever it is. Maybe it's tools, maybe it's colors of markers. And so you record what the person's telling you. So now you know what Braille labels you need. You can dismiss your sighted assistant, go off, create all the Braille, which can take a while, and then get your sighted assistant back, whether it's in person or Be My Eyes or a similar app. And now you've got your stack of Braille labels. You can have them once again say, okay, this label goes on this can and that label goes on that box. And that way you can use the least time of your assistant, but you can get all the help you'll need from them, but without needing to involve them in the entire process. And one other trick I wanted to pass along, maybe many of you already do this. Usually when I travel with Nancy, I take my cane, even if I don't need it, because it gets people out of the way. It makes people know I'm blind and that there might be an issue. And it really helps navigating through crowds, through airports and busy places. But sometimes people aren't listening or paying attention to the fact that there's someone wandering around with a cane. So what I'll do, I'll just hit the cane a little bit louder on the ground. Instead of just making quiet little tap, tap, tap sounds, all of a sudden people will hear tap, tap, tap. And all of a sudden people turn around and they jump out of the way. So you can use your cane in more ways than one. That's been very effective. So that's all the tips we have for you for this episode. But of course, as in all of our previous tips and tricks episodes, we'd like to encourage our listeners to submit additional tips for future shows because we'll be doing this again because we're always getting positive comments when we do a tips and tricks show. And if we select your tip to include in the show and if you give us permission to give your name or just part of your name, we will tell everybody whose idea it was. So send your suggestions or comments to us at hosts at eyesonsuccess.net, and we will consider using them in a subsequent show. In addition, we also have a Google Groups that we've set up for our listeners to communicate with one another. If you want to share some tips with other listeners or talk about some of the tips that we discussed in this episode, you can sign up for our discussion list by sending an email to EOS underscore discuss, followed by the plus sign, followed by subscribe at googlegroups.com. So it's EOS underscore discuss plus subscribe at googlegroups.com. Once you're signed up for that list, you can send messages to share your thoughts with other listeners and connect with them. And if you don't want to join the discussion list, but you would like to get a weekly announcement of every show that we air, along with a link to the audio, plus maybe two or three other notes per year, we have another Google group that you can join. And this is an announcements-only list for people who don't want to get a lot of email. And you can join that by sending an email to eyesonsuccess, followed by the plus sign, followed by the word subscribe, at googlegroups.com. 
Eyes on Success, plus subscribe at googlegroups.com. And if you prefer social media, you can also follow us on Facebook as Eyes on Success or Twitter at underscore Eyes on Success and all of the same information. Basically, every episode with links gets announced there and maybe two or three other times a year, we'll announce something we think people might be interested in. And remember all the contact information and links we discussed in this show, plus a lot more in terms of the resources we talked about, can be found in the show notes associated with this episode on our website at www.eyesonsuccess.net. That's it for show number 1828. Next week on Eyes on Success, we'll be talking about the way around labeling system. We'll speak with Darwin Belt, founder and project lead, and Jessica Hip, customer relations lead, about this novel system, which includes physical tags that you can affix to food or clothing or any other item and a free app for your smartphone. And you can combine the two to keep track of many layers of information about each item. If you have any questions regarding something you've heard about on the show or you'd like to share an idea for a future show, send an email to hosts at eyesonsuccess.net or call us at 585-210-8094. You've been listening to Eyes on Success, hosted and produced by Nancy Goodman Torpy and Peter Torpy and distributed by WXXI Reach Out Radio. Browse the full archive of programs, find instructions for subscribing to the podcasts, and much more at www.eyesonsuccess.net. You can also find us on iTunes and follow us on Facebook at Eyes on Success or Twitter at underscore Eyes on Success. We hope you will join us again next week for more information and updates on products for accessible living. Thanks for listening to Eyes on Success and have a nice day. This episode's tips and tricks will focus on obtaining and listening to reading material as well as some more technically oriented tips about dealing with Windows and iOS, as well as how to get accessibility help directly from the major developers. And at the end, we'll provide information on how you can join the conversation and submit tips and interact with each other about various tips and tricks that people find helpful.